Storm ahead. A storm brewing. There's a storm a brewing, James. And it makes it messes with the internet. Uh, and they called it Bloody Mary Storm. Yes, I got a Bloody James in front of me with a pickle hanging out of it. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm -hmm. All right. That sounds like it tastes really good. Real good. Yeah, I went pickle shopping today. Well, what kind do you prefer? For the Bloody James, I prefer the Vlasic uh, Spear. In Is dill. it dill? Okay. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm more of a bread and butter man, but, you know, I like sweet things in general. Except when it comes to, you know, romantic partners. <laughs> She's a scold. Um, yeah, I'm on the other end. I, I prefer salty. I'm a salty, savory guy. Yeah, like I like chocolate, but when I'm like, like ooh, chocolate, but like dark chocolate, make it dark. I like, I like um, the intersection of sweet and salty. Like I like the Chex Mix that's sweet and salty, and I like chocolate chip cookies that have the sea salt on them. I'm like, I, li I like the, the difference. But like, you know, you put like the sweet pickle in with the, the uh, savory Bloody Mary mix. That's no pun intended. That's my jam. Yeah, not me. I like to keep them separate. Somebody's having that conversation. It was going around this week about um, putting peanuts in Coke. What the fuck? That's an old school Southern thing, dude. I know. I've heard that, and it's just been a while since I heard it, and it's just like, you know. Like my grandmother made us do it once when we were little. She's like, oh, this is it's the one that lives in Bogalusa. She's like, oh, yeah, we used to put peanut and co peanuts in Coke. We all got, she got in these glass bottle Cokes, and all the kids were like, yay, look, it's a Coke in a glass bottle. She's like, we used to put peanuts in it. So we did that, and then we were all like, oh, wow, we ruined our Cokes. Yes. Because this is disgusting. Like why? Okay, is it for the taste? Is it yeah. for the texture? Is it for the risk of like you know you may be like I'm just taking a nice re refreshing drink and there may be a choking hazard. You know I don't. Know. Well, the legend has it that it's something like farmhands used to do, so they can have food and drink in one handy yeah, bag. Yeah, you got your snack in one hand. You know. Yeah. But that's stupid. Take a break, man. Enjoy your peanuts and your coke and get back to work. Yeah. Because if you're doing that, then you only work with one hand. So fucking take a, take your fifteen. And get back to fucking work. It's like when you're multitasking and you're not doing either task or any of the tasks of you know the way yeah. you should. Never. If you, if you task and then task, you're doing each task 100. percent Yeah. You never half-ass two things when you can whole-ass one thing. Exactly. I think Benjamin Franklin said that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, like one of the other things that came up was uh, apparently in some parts of this country. Mainly the Midwest, uh, people dip cinnamon rolls in chili. And I didn't make that up because the feed I saw that on, which followed the feed about Coke's, Coke and peanuts, somebody's like, oh, yeah, we should do that all the time. Like adamantly, mmm, cinnamon rolls, yum, delicious cinnamon roll. Bowl of chili, mmm, yum, chili. That's good on a cold day. Now we're going to dip the delicious cinnamon roll in the chili and we're going to ruin both of these cinnamon. things. Cinnamon rolls in the chili. In the chili. It's fucking cinnamon disgusting. In the chili. Like apparently it's a legit thing that people do on purpose. 
No, that's like an accident in the kitchen kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, there's a cinnamon roll and chili. There was an accident in in the kitchen. There's a terrorist attack, and we dropped the cinnamon rolls in the chili. But you know, it's, oh god, like a Nebraska. Now thing? I don't. Now I don't even want to admit to people what podcast you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, yeah, Kansas. Uh, this is somebody on on Twitter talking about it on. You know, they used to do it. Oh. In Kansas, so for years I thought the cinnamon rolls and chili were just something that went together. Finding out it's just a Kansas thing, I'm baffled. Uh, apparently, tons of people are like, "Yeah, no, it's totally a thing." In Kansas, like, yeah, uh, mid Midwest, Midwest. Like, <sighs> holy shit! Here's a picture of a school fucking lunch. It's here's what's on the on the tray. Okay, this is a school lunch. I don't think I want to know. It's a salad? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peaches. Okay, acceptable so far. Chili with cheese on it. All right. And a cinnamon roll. Okay. As long as those things are all kept separate, that's one thing. But it's served together. Uh, there's, there's a fast food too, chain it's called Runza. Runza is a fast, fast food chain, and that's one of their combos. What? It's like an automatic default thing. Like, oh, chili, yeah, chili and cinnamon rolls. With well, yeah, chili, and of, course, and of course, you want a cinnamon roll. I'm like, how does that follow? Yeah, and they're like proud of it on their goddamn Twitter feed. They're like, um, it's like how to baffle non-Midwesterners, how to make us gag in our fucking mouths. If you think it's crazy to pair chili with cinnamon rolls, then you're probably not from around here. Midwest is best. No, it's not. Uh, we'll just look at the test scores, and I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. We are fucking idiots. So, gross. Yeah. yeah apparently, that's a thing. Um, oh, and James. Hey, Nick. James. Uh, Nick. Hey, James. Nick. Welcome to Dork. Welcome to Dork. I'm Nick Moore. I'm James Brown. And I'm Nick Moore. You're listening to Dork episode 192. Uh, that's, I think, the longest we've gone, maybe. It may be, and you, like I mean, I don't, I don't know if you you missed my hint or if you just chose to ignore it. I ignored it. I didn't. I didn't notice. <laughs> it's a, bit, a bit of both. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to tell people what podcast you're listening to, and you're like, that's oh, great. Is that what you were going for? Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> that's that just seemed the logical thing to do. No, like at this point, I never really fool you with whether or not we're recording. Like that was something that kind of worked. I could do in person, but here all you got to see is the little live thing pop up in the corner of your screen. Yeah. Now it's kind of on you. See how long you can let me go before reminding me to tell everybody that we're listening to the Dork Podcast, where you can contact us at dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. That's dork d r d o r r q u e podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, yes. Good, good. So you, we are recording a day later than we normally do. Uh, you were out of town. You were in Houston. I was in Houston. Planet Houston. Yes, I was in a, a a conference on the cultural or including cultural relevancy in science education. <clears throat> or pe a pedagogy of science is actually what the title of the event was. So you'll just watch Black Panther like five times. Yes. 
And I kept standing up going, what kind of ammo? So like along that line, uh, the Academy Awards just announced a new category, which is achievement in popular film. What does that mean? It means like you could you could get Black Panther a Oscar just because people like it. Because a lot of people have been railing at the Oscars. They're like, you're like nominating all these films that nobody fucking wants to watch. It's you're like you're like the Academy doesn't care. We don't the you know the billions of dollars that are being spent on tickets uh, aren't going to these movies that you people like. Goody for you. Um, but we really like Thor Ragnarok, so go fuck yourself. That's pretty much what it means. Okay. So is this going to be... Oh, I guess so. So it's going to be uh, like movies in 2018 are the first ones to be eligible? I think so. Oh. Interesting. Okay. So this is like kind of a big thing, I guess. I don't even know what it means, though. But uh, It means that the Oscars have become so culturally irrelevant they're trying that to... they've got to pander. Yeah. It's like how the Olympics is considering eSports. Yeah, well. And if you don't think those guys would get their asses kicked in the cafeteria, you are wrong. <laughs> it's just a big sea of actual jocks. And then like a bunch of guys going, we're athletes too. You're not. You're not. There's a following. There are people who do go to see video games being played live. And not by orchestras. But like, I will never know. Like I watch video game. Uh, you know what? I, I do watch video game highlight reels where people do all kinds of crazy shit in video games. But I, I, I like watching um, win compilations too. Like people stick like skateboard tricks or like jump over a car or get a high five from their cat. That kind of shit. I love that stuff. Yeah. And, Doing it in video games is the same thing. It's like, wow, how'd you pull that off? Watching two people play a game I could be playing. Like, that's that's the point. That's why arcades were a thing. You could go play with other people. You could watch other people play, sure, but then you got to go. Yeah. Put your quarter on the machine. Speaking of which, 1UP Games has created a series of three-quarter size cabinets. They're only 300 bucks. Each of them wait, has wait, wait. like... Three or four games apiece. So wait, the cabinets are three fourths the size of a regular cabinet, or they're each the size of three quarters? No, they are three quarters the size of a regular cabinet. Okay, so that's cool. they're, just, they're just a little bit smaller. Yeah. And you assemble it yourself, but you're not soldering anything. You just have to put it together. Um, and it's three hundred bucks. It comes with like there's one that's like three different Street Fighter games. Um. And there's one that, like, the one I want has, I think it's Galaga, Rampage, um, and, like, two other ones. But it would go great great in the pub. And it's got, like, two controllers, so you're, you know, two or three controllers, depending on what cabinet you get. Like, there's one that has Centipede and, like, a Missile Command, and it, has, it comes with a ball. And they're, and they're not that expensive. Mm -mm. No, it's only 300 bucks. Yeah. Which is enough to where, you know, as an adult, you're like, yeah, let's do that. I mean, three the, the, you know, the price of a console these days, you get a Nintendo Switch for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, the Switch has, you know, 
does its thing and has like all these games that does all this stuff. But like this, there's definitely a room for an argument for getting an arcade cabinet. That would be awesome. Yeah, I got. I paid three hundred bucks for a coffee table. Carol wanted, and I can't play any games on that. Exactly. I mean, you could play like chess. And, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but like, <laughs> but like, it doesn't light up. Yeah. It's not fancy. Yeah, there's nothing to plug in. Stupid t- coffee table. I can set a drink on the cabinet. In fact, that gives a character. I want some rings on that. Yeah. Dude, Riverside Patty on Cloverland has an original Miss Pac-Man machine. And like the dude's got a standing order from me. I'm like, dude, if you ever sell this, you call me first. It is beat to shit. It looks like something out of a pizza parlor. Like, it's, you know, it's just, but it works perfect. And it's the it's the perfect machine. It's just a piece of junk, and I lust after it. I know. Plays it's good. It's got just that get, right amount of give and the stick. Yeah. This Pac Man was like the the pinnacle of like arcade games. Like mm-hmm. age, um, it had. I mean, like you say, oh, Pac Man's like the purest thing. Yeah, the Pac Man maze never changed though. You know, like that was the thing. You, I mean, things just got faster and you know faster and harder in the same level essentially but like there was a little bit of just enough like flair and variety in the miss pac-man um and it it randomized things a little bit better like it felt but it felt more random but also you it wasn't as easy to cheat like i don't think there's too many places you can lock out miss pac-man where you pop into a corner and the ghosts never go there yeah it was just smoother like it didn't when you take a corner and miss pac-man it feels like it's kind of a curve and pac-man is always like right angles and i know it's the exact same motion but it just felt smoother oh man yeah, so those are a thing um hmm. did we uh huh? yeah did we, t- did we talk about billy mitchell the pac-man guy donkey Kong guy I mean, he was a Donkey Kong guy, but he was like the Pac-Man guy. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't talked about that aspect of it. First perfect score of 3,333,360 points in the original Pac-Man. But his, uh, back in April, his records were stricken from the record because they decided he was cheating. Yeah. Okay. He, was, he was using a um, um, like, an emulator. Which is fine with me, because that guy, I mean, I know, like, he's, like, said, like, oh, the way I was portrayed in that documentary, King of Kong, you know, it wasn't fair to me, but, like, the dude, he was just such an assbag. He's, like, the prototypical 80s uh, douchebag, you know? Like, if he was, like, wearing a, a sweater, or, like, you know, like, had a sweater tied around his neck, and was, like, you know, saying, like, oh, my girlfriend's so pretty, you know? Yeah, but he had it coming. Like, it video coming. games aren't one of those things you're supposed to be a douchebag about. Like, you can't be good at video games and be a douchebag. First off, it's meant to be a community thing. Like, you're supposed to do it with with friends and family. Like, yeah, we all, like, hung out and, you know, like, we had that arcade we'd go to. I mean, some of us. Some, some of you are just like, no, what are you talking about? I had a console. I had a console. But there was still that Street Fighter Two Turbo machine at the Circle K around the corner that, you know, on occasion, I'd fill my fucking pockets up, go have a shitty hot dog and... Pound on that for a day. 
<sighs> Goddamn bastard. Yeah, you can't be a dickhead. Yeah, I heard they're supposed to have a sequel to King of Kong. But, you know. I remember watching that. I watched that movie in the fucking theater. I was, like, so interested in what was going on with it. It's a random theater in Dallas. I wasn't even living in Dallas at the time. I just had a friend there. And you're like, oh, it's good. Oh. I drove to Dallas. I like the theaters. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was an interesting theater because, like, it was, like, I guess it used to be, like, all formal and stuff. But, like, they ripped out all the chairs and had, like, you know, easy chairs and sofas and bean bags and shit instead. So it was pretty cool. I can't remember what the name of it was. Stoner's Paradise. <laughs> oh. It's like Monday's Cheech and Chong, Tuesday's uh, Friday. Well, I guess Friday would be Friday. No, they do Friday on Tuesday just to fuck with them. Yes. Wednesday's Half Baked. Thursday's fucking Dumbo. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my theater. I didn't pick the movies. Same Tech Mobile. Mm. Um, speaking of things that were popular in the 80s, do you remember that guy that played um, the Star the Star Trek captain in uh, a TV show starting in 1987? Uh, let's see. That was... Um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy with the beard. Uh, let's see. You're talking about Jonathan Frakes? Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. He was like, uh, he was, he the, was like the captain. He was the first. Uh, he was a captain of the Star Trek. He was. He behaved yeah. like Kirk, and he was the one that was like. And um, he was. The, he was the captain of the Star Trek, and that ship would go around to different uh, galaxies, um, to find women for the evil Admiral uh, Picard to have sex with. Right? Am I remembering this right? Uh. Eh. Ballpark, broad strokes, broad strokes. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I heard. Um, I heard he's coming back to the TVs. They're bringing John Luke back. Yeah. Burm, burm, burm. John Luke's back. back. Back again. Yes, he's back. Tell a friend. John Luke's back. 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 And Patrick Stewart's um, tweet about it was actually really sweet. Was a sweet tweet. He was like, he said, um, you know, I really look forward to new adventures with this guy. He, you know, a lot of people have told me over the years how uh, that show brought them uh, so much peace in tough times and it uh, helped, like, so many people went on to positions of leadership, emulating Jean Luc Picard. Um, I've always been very proud of that. And I look forward to bringing him back and seeing what new adventures lie in store for him and how time has changed him. You know what's interesting about the first thing I thought of when I heard about this news? Do you remember the last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation? Is it the one where he fucks um, Wesley? That was the fanfic where they were the, the what was it called? Ship. Oh, Slash Fic. Slash Fic, yes. Yeah. There's Wesley Slash Picard. Um, no, I don't remember it. Well, it was a two-part episode, so technically it was the last. There was the last one and the penultimate episode, uh, called "All Good Things," and he's he's time traveling, or his mind is time traveling um, to you know he's in the present where he's been like aboard the 
the Enterprise for like six or seven years. It's called the Star Trek. Yes. Um, yes. Star Trek. Star Trek. Yes. Are you one of those people that calls Bruce Willis Die Hard? That's, die- his, that's his name in the movie. It's Die Hard. It's Die Hard. And um, so he's in that he's in that time zone, and he's also like six years before when he's just getting onto the Enterprise and like about to have the encounter at Farpoint, which was the adventure for the first episode of the series. And he's also traveling forward in time about twenty five years to like so you see like what has happened with all these other characters, how like Warp is a Klingon ambassador, and uh, he and John uh, Will Riker have a cantankerous. Um, relationship because of what happened with Diana and you know, I thought you were going to say they had a love child love child it's the future and you know data is a professor at Cambridge or Oxford I should say I think it's Oxford yeah um and like all these things have happened it's like 25 years in the future like Picard's got his own like vineyard and he's like I've got dementia but I like grapes um that's 25 years in the future from when that episode was happening. When was that episode? I mean, that was 1994, um, which was, if you count, 24 years ago. So so that's fine. Then you've got one, you know, when it premieres next year, yeah. it'll be like, you know, you add a year, say, oh, yeah, all that shit happened. We resolve that. <laughs> I'm back. I don't like grapes. So well, much. I wonder if they're going to, like, you know, if they're going to, like, take that as, like, you know, a starting point from where everything was. Or if they're like things have changed, Deanna Troy is around and you know has a relationship with somebody we know. I just think it's interesting because this is like basically the same the same time period that they had predicted twenty five years ago. Well, twenty four years ago now it was to yeah nineteen ninety four two thousand eighteen. Yeah, but like it's set in the future. It's set in which future? Like no, like Star Trek. I know Star Trek is <laughs> so twenty-five years to us is not, you know, we we were dead when the Enterprise took off. Sometimes I don't like talking to you. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever it is, they've handled it already. I'm just, it's, you know, I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Yes, you're exactly right. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how the crew of the Star Trek valiantly got Picard off of the vineyard. What is Space. This? It's very dark. Okay. Sorry. These are the voyages of the Star Trek. The Star Trek. Star. Have sex with green women. Get weird diseases. And to take a multi-billion-dollar spacecraft on a fucking joyride, because who the rules are unimportant. Right. Ba 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 These tricorders are huge. Look at this. Paintings are so creamy. We've all got these giant-ass iPads. <laughs> like you'd see thoughts. Um, have you seen the latest episode of BattleBots? Yeah, with the Desperado tournament. Yeah, oh, fuck it. it didn't fucking come up on my goddamn Google um, season. Like they usually come up like 
on fucking Saturday, right after they air on Discovery on Friday. Popped up on Amazon. See you, what happened? You you, you this sh- shit happened to me with the last episode. I but I found it on YouTube. Oh okay. I'm dying to know what happened, but don't tell me. I won't. Um, just type in BattleBots S3 Ep, like whatever it was. No, it should be episode eleven. Yeah, just 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 type S3 EP eleven or whatever, and it should pop right up. The alien bullshit. <laughs> the desperado turn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was a fun watch. Um, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I I imagine I will. That's my prediction. It um, I imagine I'll enjoy it. <laughs> so, in which case I'll be like, yeah, whatever. So, uh, as you know, I I'm working for Shipped still. You are. And, um, so school. Oh. School is is happening. Back to school time. School supplies. Holy crap! It sucks. I imagine it would. It it sucked when I was a student. It sucked when I was a teacher. I imagine it would suck if I were a parent. But here's the thing: because I'm shopping professionally, I don't care. I don't care about you or your kids. I have to get stuff for my client. My client demands. Yes, the client is all. Yeah, there were like two packs of uh, 175 sheet college rule notebook paper on the counter, and I needed two. And I went to grab one, remembered I needed two, and snatched the other one right before a child put their hands on it. Aha, I said. I didn't say anything. I just walked off. I'm like, you know, that's life, kid. Business is business. Back to school. Back to school. Life sucks for you, you little fool. Hey, I mean, they got you're teaching them lessons. This is, the school has already started. You know, learning has begun. Yeah, welcome to the University of Hard Knocks. Sometimes you don't get the paper you want. Of course, there's more right over there. Yeah, this piles of it. <laughs> but I want this one. Mine. So that blows. But I did have an interview last Friday. Yes. Uh, and we'll be scheduling peer interviews for next week, probably tomorrow. Oh. So I get to meet with the rest of the team. And uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. My office would be uh, basically, uh, and no hyperbole here, in the X Mansion. You wait, what? Yeah, that's where my office is. Basically, it's like so. There's it, it looks like a house, right? Uh-huh. The outside of it, it looks like a house, like a little plantation house. Like it's a big, you know you know, yard up front and like all these old buildings and you go in, all right, to get into the building, you got to get buzzed in. You go in and there's like an old lady behind a desk Eh? and she's like, Kurt, she's very rude. Um, But she's like, hi, hello, sir. Yes, please have a seat. And these big comfy chairs look like old lady chairs. Uh, And here's, um, help yourself to our, our annual report. Like that's literally, she's no magazines, just the annual report. And then someone came and got me, <clears throat> take me back for the interview. And we go through the little house and there's like all this little kitschy like quilts and shit. And then there's a door with a security panel next to it. And she swipes it with her ID and we walk in. 
Bam! Office Central. Ooh. Hidden behind the right, looks like a little old lady house. Just blam! It's a big long hallway and the doors and shit, like all kinds of excitement. It didn't you can't see it from the front. It's all hidden. Nice. I was like, wow, that's neat. There's a yeah. Miraculous. <laughs> it's like uh Wayne Manor kind of thing. Yes. That's the way I, I will continue to look at it. Like, yes. So yeah, oh, so that that's work in a layer. Yes. Nice. Absolutely like a layer. And uh, my office would be in the second layer. Huh. Uh, well, I told you about this um, Star Wars book I was reading, huh? No, is it? It's called uh, From a Certain Point of View. Okay. Have you heard about it? No. It's, uh, it was the 40th anniversary Star Wars thing, so it came out last year. Um, but it tells the tale of Star Wars Episode Four, but from the point of view of like 40 different... Um, uh, supporting characters, or like you know, extem- egg, you know, ancillary extras. extras, basically, yeah. So you get to see the you know the whole cantina scene from the point of view of the bartender, and um, there's another story about the same scene, except uh, from the point of view of, like another one of the aliens that was there, and you know, like one of the Jawas has a story about you know finding fucking droids out in the desert, and there's like uh, from the point of view of some of the X-wing pilots that weren't you know Luke or Wedge. Um, so it's like, like all the way through, you know, there's the, you get to, you know, you get a story from the point of view of TK42, TK427, TK421, TK427. Why aren't you at your post? Dude, I got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he was, he had a lot on his mind that may have involved, you know, a rendezvous with a certain grand moff that was aboard the Death Star. But anyway, um, it's slash fake. You know, what I'm just saying it's possibilities. But the, the, and overall, the whole thing is very like, you know, it's very entertaining to like see these these scenes you like granted and like you know just see them from like kind of like turned from a different perspective. Like the stormtrooper that was told by Obi Wan Kenobi that those weren't the droids he was looking for, and he was like, yeah, you know, at that point I knew without a fact, 100 percent that those were not the droids we were looking for. <laughs> I might have been wrong. <laughs> And I did not need to see his identification. As a matter of fact, pin me down and shove his identification in my face in order for me to want to look at it. <laughs> anyway, it's good. Uh, but the way you're talking, like you know, about like you working in a lair, just it might or, like I imagine like you as one of like the background people in like you know a Bond villain uh, level establishment where like your boss turns out he's like trying to conquer the world or like you know poison everybody on the planet or something. I'm behind him, like, kicking the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I thought we were going to fix the Nutrageous. Nick, I'm trying to handle something right now. Go back to your go back to your desk. You said you were on it. Did you not let the guy know? Nick? I mean, I could take care of it, but you were like, no, no, I've got it. You don't don't need- worry, Nick. I shall take care of the vending machine. We're, we're going to take care of the vending machine. You promise? Because last week you said... Last week, the maintenance guy was on break, so he's back from vacation now. He should be here this afternoon. And did we get more cherry coke? We will. Uh, spoilers, no. We just have regular coke. Who the fuck likes that? They only drink it because we don't have cherry coke. 
we were, we're not going to order cherry Coke until we're completely out of the Coke. Oh, fuck this. You have to, if you want, if you want cherry Coke, you're going to have to drink all of the Coke. There's like two cases in there, dude. I'm just, this is the rules. This is what you got to do. If you want cherry Coke, if you want, cherry- I got to spend 24 bucks drinking Cokes. I didn't say, I mean, somebody has to drink it. You don't have to do it yourself. You can get some of your office mates to get off their ass instead of you know, doing what they're supposed to do and just drink some Coke so you guys can have The only it. other guy who drinks Coke in here is fucking Richie, and you've got him working on that fucking laser 23 hours a day. The laser is a priority of the company, Nicholas. It doesn't even work. It's not- it doesn't even work. You, you see, he's in there right now popping balloons with it, but it only popped the black balloons because they're the only thing dark enough. He's like matches with you're gonna dominate the world with that. This is bullshit. Give me some cherry coke. You know what? You take care of your network yourself. No, Nick, no, no. Come back here, Nick. We need the network. Give me cherry coke. <laughs> and you know what? Nobody likes the little debbies. I'm just gonna say it. You keep putting little debbies in the machine. Debbies are a fucking treasure of this planet. If aliens came, the one thing they would want would be the little debbies. Like we're, all, we're all eating a little healthier. Okay, sir. We're all eating a little bit healthier. Maybe you could put in some granola bars. Uh, fruit. You know, you could put fruit in those things. I'll get my gun. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to go get a cherry coat. Fucking, let's see if Goldfinger's hiring. I heard he's always looking for a new henchman, that idiot guy with the hat. Goldfinger! Hello? Hey, Siri. Call Goldfinger. Where's my gun? Why? You didn't get bullets? I want, why would I want my fucking gun without bullets? God, if you if it did have bullets in here, I'd shoot you right now. It's almost like getting a nutrageous without a cherry coke, isn't it? Bye. And scene. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Seriously, cherry coke is the best. Not that I drink it all that often, because it's really bad for me. But I like. But you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I like cherry Pepsi more. No, no, cherry Pepsi, cherry Pepsi. Have I tasted cherry Pepsi? It's like Pepsi, but cherry. Yeah, cherry Pepsi. Are you more a Coke guy than a, than a Pepsi guy? I don't like Coke really. Yeah, I don't either. Once in a while, but it's not like, oh, I gotta get some Coke. I would much rather have Sprite. And apparently, that's a black drink. I don't know how that happened, but right. Yeah, that's like um, Kenan, I mean, Kenan Ivory Williams. No, what's his name? Uh, Kenan Thompson. On He made a joke about it on uh, Black Jeopardy one time. And I was it's, like, it is. Sprite is a black drink? Yeah, like, like you like Sprite. That's the thing. My family's black, apparently. Dude, we drink a shit ton of Sprite. Maybe they're black. Like, my dad's favorite drink is Sprite and uh, Jack. Sprite and Jack? Uh-huh. It's delicious. Sprite and Jack. It's it it it's comes off kind of like a like a hard ginger ale. Um, have you ever had ginger beer? Yeah. Okay. Like, that's that's from Jamaica. It's really black. Yes. <laughs> like I don't even think you can drink it, James. I drink it all the time. I'm a big fan of mules, as in the drink, not the animal. Like, but you don't have dreadlocks. No, but I'm completely. You got to be have a dreadlocks. You want to drink a ginger beer? You top with boomba clot. Anyway, your blood clot. You got ginger beer. Have you watched any of Luke Cage? No. 
Okay. If you did, I did watch. You would understand all of the Runaways right after you uh, mentioned something about Jamaica. But anyway. Oh, gotcha. That's the bad guy. He's Jamaican, right? Yeah. Bushmaster. Bushmaster. I'm like you. I'm bulletproof, but like a little more bulletproof than you. So I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I win. I only have to be slightly more bulletproof than you. <laughs> and then I can kick your ass. He's actually a little less bulletproof, but he's a lot faster. Oh, well, there you go. But you can always tell the bad guy because he's got the exact opposite power of the good guy. <laughs> well, it, you know, in this case, it's the same power, but I am a little faster. <laughs> so there's that. Like how in Dragon Ball Z you had uh, Goku, but then Vegeta showed up and they had the same power. You uh, Goku than Goku. But um, then they had to, they became friends. So, and I always thought Vegeta was like slang for a woman's private parts. I mean, vegetable. In Japanese, all their names are foods. Oh yeah, like Goku is like rice or meal or lunch. Yeah, yeah, it's like food. Gohan is rice. Gohan is rice. Yeah. Kakarot means carrot. Uh, and there's Broly. That's broccoli. Oh, he's a new guy. Uh, well, no, Broly was one of the first. He's just. I just hadn't heard of him until recently. Yeah, they're bringing. They're doing another movie with him. I'm bringing Broly back. Yep. It's like it's like Goku, but like bigger. Yeah. Um. So shit. Oh, Carol, I did watch all the Runaways last week. Oh. Uh, did you watch that? No, I watched okay. minutes of it, and then I was like, "Oh, I got to come back and watch this." And then you know. Yeah. Here's here's what you need to do. Just watch it as fast as you can, and get it over with. So you can get to the disappointing ending like without feeling like you built anything up over a week. Okay. We got to the end of it and we're like, are you fucking for real? Alright, now that's, that's a hell of a recommendation, Nick. I just gotta tell you. Like, it does some good things. And there are some satisfying moments, but it's, I mean, like the second season better be fucking phenomenal because what the fuck? Like, Carol and I were both just like, What? Come on. Could have done this in three episodes. <laughs> Did you watch Legion? I watched the first season. I have not watched the second season yet. I started into the second season. So far, it's fucking weird. But, you know. That's what you, what's what you expect. Yeah, that's its thing. Is It's weird. 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 And the director's pretty much come out and said... He's like... These are his words. He's like, you know, we knew from the beginning that Legion is a villain. And so we, we knew this show was going to be like the X-Men version of Breaking Bad. Like, it's going to get weird and dark and he's going to turn because he's a villain. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, watching the Clone Wars, you know, where Anakin Skywalker is your protagonist. Hmm. They're like, that's cool. But I like the weird shit they've done with it. Um, and Aubrey Plaza is fucking fantastic in it. Most definitely. Wow, that was a big pocket of vodka. Wow, hold on. <laughs> yeah, welcome aboard, motherfucker! 
Yeah, baby. Riding the lightning. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's some stuff. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Wow. Oh, man. Sorry. Sometimes I catch my emails, like, way late. And so, like, when, like, the, uh, the things, the T-shirts that are available and ripped. I'm like, oh, that's a good design. Oh, that was two days ago. Shit. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Oh, Bro. dude. Look. So, um, just so our listeners know, this is not a paid endorsement. Okay. okay. I did not. I'm not getting paid for this. But all the podcasts I listen to, like you know, for a while, Audible was the one that was buying all the ad space on the podcast. And I, I so what? Because you can get three thousand, three hundred thousand books on Audible. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, so yeah, and I totally suggest Audible. And if you can't find it on Overdrive, which is free, uh, and you can access it with your library card, get a library card. Um, if you can't find it on Overdrive, you can get it on Audible. Um, anyway, um, the fuck? We don't have a sponsor. Oh yeah, we don't have a sponsor. So the one that's that's popping up all over the place. Right now is me undies. Oh yeah, me undies. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I grabbed one of the promo codes from one of the podcasts I listened to, and I, you know, I was like, all right, let's try these fucking things out because I've been getting the the uh, ads popping up on Facebook too. I was like, all right, you got me. I'm gonna try it, dude. It's no joke. These are some of the most un- the most comfortable fucking underwear I've ever worn in my life. Like, comfortable as fuck, and I'm buying more. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting you know. If you've been seeing the ads and you're like, is it really that? Yes, it really is that comfortable. Like, great fucking underwear. Like they've got it like it's like double stitched, like kind of in the white front, but it's got a separate pouch for your junk. So huh. it just it just holds your junk, kind of in its own little thing, and then it's, your legs are handled, you know. But it's just like here's your junk. We got this for you for the rest of the day. Don't worry about it. And yeah, the shit. Fucking fantastic. So, if you're wondering, I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. And, and the, the, I don't know about the ladies. I don't, I didn't, I haven't bought any of the, uh, the panties. Mm-hmm. That's Carol's deal. Like, she's getting the stuff from Dita Von Teese now, and I'm not about to, like, make her stop doing that to try out comfortable underwear. She swears that stuff is super comfortable, but it's also fetishy. So, whatever. I'm going to let her buy that. But I'll, you know, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm about to be in the market for some more underwear. I'm getting holes in mine. So. Right. Like I've had to start making myself throw away underwear and socks that have holes in it. Like it gets to a point where I'm just like, okay, so I'm taking these off. Oh, there's a hole, and I just tear up. I put my fingers in, and I just tear it in half to make it completely unwearable to ensure that I don't wear it again. Because otherwise, oh. I, I will. I'll wear that shit all day. Well, that's, you know, people usually wear underwear all day. You're going to take it off at lunchtime and be like, all right, it's a commando afternoon. Ah, it's hot out. Now the whole office smells like underwear. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's not good. What did you eat under there? Underwear. Oh, you said underwear. Oh, you ate underwear. Oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I've been chewing on my wife's old underwear. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then when I'm done with this, I'm gonna put it in the coffee pot like I do, and run some grounds through it. Use it like a filter. Yeah, this has ceased to be funny. No. You go you know, too. Don't you understand why I'm always the one handling coffee? <laughs> my wife's underwear is the old filter, oh. except Fridays, and that's when I put in my briefs. Let's get fucking coffee. Oh, uh, I'm about to go out of the way. There's a place. There's like I like CC's coffee. I'm like a CC's man. You know? Me too. But like Jane's like there's this place called Stumptown, and she's like, oh, I like Stumptown coffee. I'm a Stumptown girl. It's not bad. Um, but CC's is good. CC's is good. I prefer their. Like okay, so like City Pork, they do a really good espresso, and it's like a machine espresso. Like you order it, and your server goes and hits the button, and it had, they've got one of those like fifteen thousand dollar machines that does it. And there's arguments to say that you know if it doesn't, if it's not somebody actually pulling it themselves, and da 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 da, they're so automated now it doesn't matter. Like it, the, the only difference would be like if you go to Italy and you got a guy with like a hundred year old machine, that's different. Oh, but yeah. he, over here where it's all automated, it doesn't matter. And at City Pork, they've got an espresso machine. They use community coffee, and it's one of the best cups of espresso I've ever had. Hmm. And CC's espresso, in my opinion, is better than Starbucks espresso. Because when I get a Dopio at CC's, I get like, they give me the tiny cup, and it's usually like almost half full. That's way more than a dopio but whatever starbucks i order a dopio they give me a legit dopio which is tiny uh, but it's at the right temperature cc's is always a little too hot yeah but you can wait for it to cool down as opposed to like if they give it to you too cold yeah right yeah but starbucks to give it to you at the right temperature you just pound it but i still prefer cc's it's more better more better makes it more better yeah damn it yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I need to watch some more Spike Lee movies. I need to re-up my blackness. <laughs> that made sense in my head. Speaking of um, black movies by Spike Lee and maybe having to do with Jordan Peele, have you heard about this movie coming out called The Black Klansman? Yes, I have. Based on a true story. Based on a true, outrageous, incredible true story. Yeah, I will definitely be seeing that. It definitely has some black dynamite vibes coming off it, yeah. but it, it also looks very funny. Most definitely. Jordan Peele's in that? He's one of the producers or something. Ah, yeah, he. you're right. He executive produced it. Yeah. I think it's a Spike Lee joint, but yeah. Black Klansman. He's a clansman, but also black. <laughs> this is probably the theme, the theme song. Oh, is it already? No, tomorrow is when it starts. Black clansman. Black clansman in the middle of the night. Black clansman in that burning cross style. He's the hooded avenger, come to save the day. As he defeats the evil white man. In his secret way. Black Landsman, Black Landsman. I don't think that's the song. Yeah, probably not. Oh, well. Uh, and with that, I'm Nick Moore. 
I am James Brown. I mean, more. You have been dorked. You have a stroke. Yeah, I kind of did. Like I said, you've been dorked, and I kind of like hiccuped a little bit. Earlier, I ate a pickle, and I was like rushing from the shop to the kitchen to get a glass of water. And I did one of those little burp things, but I burped too long. And it burped a little piece of pickle into my mouth. And that was awful. Oh, Thankfully, yeah. I was outside so I could spit it into the grass instead of having to swallow it. Yeah, yeah it was wholly unpleasant. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll see you next week. Whoa. Later, James. Whoa. All right. Later, Nick. Blah. Oh, God. Here it comes again. <laughs>